and all the time. Amen. You may be seated. Thank the Lord. There is a line in this song that is a tremendous line to me, and it may be to you as well. If it's not, it's okay, but uh, you'll get over it anyway, I'm sure. But put that back up there. Hello. I'm talking about it. Thank you. What I would like to tell you that is a beautiful line to me is, and it's in another another slide, not that one there, but it was the line that says, Lord, you are, put it back up there, I've lost it. There, all right, that's it. I have put my faith in Thee, dear Lord. Not I'm going to, not I'm thinking about it, but I have put my faith in Thee, dear Lord. Isn't that wonderful to have that testimony, to have that resolve, to have that insight of your own way of thinking and feeling. I'm not going to. It's not out there as an option for me. I have put my faith in thee. Oh, thank the Lord. And at the end, of course, it's blessed Jesus. Hold my hand. Thank the Lord. I want to, before Brother Harold comes and tells us the good things that he has to share with us today, I would like to say that the next two Wednesday nights, I notice according to the bulletin, and I'm going to ask her to stand. Sister Glenda Carr, right there. Do it, do a dip. There you go. She is going to be in charge of our Bible studies. And Sister Terry, Sister Terry, before you leave, we're glad to have, she knows what this means, you can ask her and her spouse with her today, and give them a good cheer, would you do that? And, and uh, in case uh, you think this was silly, I had trouble first time I ever met her of hearing or understanding her name. So she came up to me and said, my name is Terry, like that, you know. And I've never forgot that. I, I know to tear the paper. I may not know who she was, but I know who to do that. <laughs> All right. Thank the Lord. One of the most significant events occurring in this church occurs, in my opinion, occurs next Saturday. And Brother Harold... Our associate here is going to tell you a little bit about that, but he's got a lot of things to do before as he gets up here. But I would like for you to be much in prayer for the event that's going to occur next Saturday. God bless you, Brother Harold. That in just a minute. First, we got some business to take care of. If you weren't here last week, I thought we had a pretty good 
joke. So we're going to give you a repeat. That studies show that cows produce more milk when the farmer talks to them. It's a case of in one ear and out the udder. Right? Well, she should. That's a good one. But you know, there's some cows that don't produce milk. We call them milk duds. But don't say that around them, okay? We don't want them to know they're an utter failure, okay? Oh, no. Oh, no. There you go. You got three today. Three jokes right there. All right, a couple of announcements. <laughs> As Pastor said, next Saturday is our backpack event. Um, one of the big events we do here at the church. So uh, if you can, uh, look at the sheet in the back there. If you can help us out to work, it's going to be from 11 a.m. to uh, 1 p.m. And if you can be here by about 10 a.m. to help us start setting up, maybe even a quarter till 10 if you can make it somewhere right in there. Um, we'll be setting up some things and getting some things ready. There's a food sheet in the back. Um, we're, we're probably going to change a little bit of the food. So I know there's lettuce and tomatoes on there. We're maybe going to scratch the hamburgers and just do hot dogs um, at this event. And, and we might be able to kind of get them ready and packaged up just for what's going on. So there isn't as much um, hand-to-hand stuff taking place out there. So we'll have that in bags of chips and uh, take the drinks down to just probably like lemonade, water, maybe tea. So we'll probably make a couple changes. So look at the sheet. And if that, I didn't even look before I came up, but if that affects you on lettuce and tomatoes, you can sign up for something else. Yeah, cheese is on there as well. We probably don't need that as like we did. But we do need two liters of pop. Um, so, and I forgot to mention that last week. So if you haven't signed up for something or you have and you need to change, you can definitely bring two liters. Um, we're going to run the, the one game out there where we go through close to 100 two liters. So if we can get about 100 here. That would be great. So if you can do that, um, let us know if, how many you're planning on bringing so we can get a count and we'll, we'll buy whatever we need to make up. So if you're planning on bringing two liters, maybe just let Lisa or myself know after church um, how many you're thinking. And if you can have them here Wednesday, that's great. If, if you won't have them here till Saturday, just make sure we know. Okay? If you have any questions on, yeah. Yeah, Joe. Okay. Okay. Is it the, it's the two liter? Okay. Dollar store has them for a dollar. And I I didn't look. I usually try to look at the other stores. Sometimes they do the dollar sales. But so if anyone knows, you might spread the word around, or definitely uh, we'll uh, we'll make up whatever we need to for what's not covered, and we'll get all that purchased. And again, if you want to give towards the event, you can just mark it a uh, backpack and put it uh, in all, the envelope there and put it in the offering, and it will go towards that. So we're planning on doing 150 backpacks again this year. We have a little bit different um, sizes. We have two sizes of backpacks. We have elementary, and they, they've offered a junior high size, which is a little bigger. So um, we'll go over that, I guess, Saturday. It's going to be a little more chaotic handing them out, make sure we stay with the right stuff. But uh but uh, we are doing that this year. So any questions, again, just let us know, and uh, we'll uh, answer them as best we can. As Pastor mentioned, remember the Wednesday night Bible study, 7 o'clock. And then we have men's meeting coming up on the 21st of August. It'll be Saturday at 5 o'clock here at the church. And then the Heartland Ladies Retreat is coming up. And if you need an application, they have some of those to fill out. And make sure you also reserve your rooms by September 1st down in Branson. So. If you have any questions about that, just ask Lisa. And uh, 
Oh, oh, on Saturday, yeah, if you happen to have a blue shirt, one of the blue church shirts, you might wear that on Saturday. kind of helps let people know. If you don't have a blue and you have a black one, uh, wear that. And if you don't have either church shirt and you have a blue or black shirt, just put that on. And uh, you'll kind of blend right in. So there you go. All right. I think we got everything covered. Um, we're going to move on from, from prayer anyway, as we've been talking about for the last, I don't know, about five weeks or so. And we're going to go into something today. Maybe, I don't know, when you hear this word, people have different feelings. Generosity, giving. Giving's the one. I don't know if people always like it. But that word giving, right, get into your pocketbooks. But uh, we're going to talk by at least the next few weeks on generosity and giving. Um, the scripture that goes well with that is Matthew six twenty one: Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Uh, it's very true. Think about where your heart is today. Um, it's pretty simple. Wherever you put your finances behind, whatever you put your time into, that's really where your heart is. Um, something that you're invested in. Some people, it's in their house, their homes, their cars, um, their kids, careers. Some, it's electronics. Some, it might just be other things. Some, it's social media. God help you if that's where it is, but right? But, uh, it could be anywhere. Anything you're investing your time or finances into, that's where your heart's going to be. Um, think about a particular company. If you want to get a company, a business that's out there, and you want to get to know it real well, buy some stock. You will learn in a hurry. You're, you will be invested in that company. Your, your mind, you will want to know what's going on, so you'll begin to study it. So where we put our money behind, often that's, that's where our heart goes, how we follow it. Um, think about being in shape. A lot of people say, boy, they love to be in shape. I love to be in shape. Well, do you exercise? Do you eat right? And then you don't really love being in shape. Maybe you love to be in shape, but you don't love being in shape. Think about that with Jesus. We might say we love Jesus, but do we spend time with Jesus? Are we really invested? Are we really in love with Jesus? Is that where we're going to put our time and even our finances, our giving, um, if you want to know what's really important to someone, you can look at two things. Look at their calendar and look at their bank statement. That will tell you where, where are they investing their time, where are they investing their finances. That's what's very important to them. You can say, this is really important to me, but what you say in this case doesn't really matter if you don't spend time on it, and if you don't spend money on it, then your heart likely really isn't in it. When you give to God, guess where your heart goes? It turns towards him. It turns towards the things that he loves. When you spend time with God, you become closer to him. As, you're gonna, as you will know him more, giving your time and money is an act of worship. It's a way that we align ourselves, align our hearts with his. Right? We talked about that in prayer. We're not praying to align God with us. We're getting in line with him. It's the same as giving Giving time, giving finances. So where is your heart today? Where do you want it to be? Just decide where you want your heart to be and start investing your time and money there. Soon your heart will follow. There's a few questions they're going to put up on the screen. I'll just ask these to you quickly and just think about them. If you want to jot them down or take a picture of the screen, you'll have them. But if someone looked at your bank statement, what would they say your priorities are? Where is your heart today? Where do you want it to be? 
What's one adjustment you could make to your time and one adjustment you could make to your money to start getting your heart where you want it to be? How is giving your time and money to God an act of worship? So just some questions to think about. Often when we hear generosity or giving, we think about money immediately. It's the first thing that comes to mind. But it's more than that. It's also our time. It's very important. Think about this coming Saturday. There's going to be an opportunity there to give. There's one financially you can give that way, but there's one with your time as well, right? Coming here and working that event, um, that's an act of, of love and showing that you care, giving of your time. Um, I don't think you're just here to do it because it's fun. <laughs> Usually those kind of events, especially if it's hot, which this week's going to be hot. We did, we did purchase another canopy, by the way, to go over the food this year, so maybe that will help people sign up. <laughs> We're going to try to keep the sun off you. <laughs> but uh, but uh, that, that's an act of our, our worship to God, just coming and working that type of an event. So if you will stand this morning, we are going to take prayer requests, but we also want to pray um, for, for our giving, and we'll take up an offering there, and there's another way to give. But um, just think about... Our generosity and our giving and those questions we went through, uh, um, are we really in love with Jesus? Um, are we really investing our time, our finances um, to him? Over the next few weeks, we'll explore, we'll explore that, and we'll even explore how some of this ties into prayer. Um, it's going to tie together with prayer. But um, if you have a request this morning, uh, I mean, you want to make mention of it, I know... Um, there was a couple mentioned earlier, Glennis Varlack, some of you know, down from Ladies Retreat, is in the hospital with COVID. So remember her in prayer and maybe her daughter. She said her daughter needed prayer too, so she may also have it. But um, So remember them. Yes, Terry. Okay, let's remember Danny. Okay. 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 Just remember Lois's sister, uh, a friend, we'll call it, that she mentioned. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Remember the church. Yes. All right. Yes. Let's remember them. Yeah. Penny. Okay. Yes, let's pray for Penny and Harry. Yes. Prayers for Vicki Rowe Wood. That's her caregiver. She's in good shape. She's back to hitting you. All right. A praise report. It's good to hear. Vicki's surgery went well. (laughs) Yeah. Millie. understand that I, I told him and we had an hour and a half conversation 
Let's remember Millie's neighbor, Junior, and the conversation started over birdseed, huh? God used anything. <laughs> All right, was there another request? No. All right, um, continue to pray for the, the building next door, right? The finance surveys are still being done. We want God's will and everything, God's answers. So please continue to pray about that in your daily time. And let's all pray this morning. God, we come to you at this time, Lord. Thanking you, God, for this opportunity, God, just to be out this morning, to be gathered here today, Lord. God, we know that you know every heart, God, every need. Lord, you know every request, God, that was made, Lord, those that needed healing. God, we know that you're able to provide them with uh, specifically what they need, God, to be strengthened by you. If we could, we'll have a couple of ushers come up and help us this morning. It is second Sunday. So to be a mission offering uh, ties right in with giving, right? Giving and generosity. Be, uh, working on, uh, through the missions there in Mexico, the orphanage, and then also uh, Haiti as we give to there and the church work down there. So if you have anything else you want your money to go for this morning, just mark it on an envelope and, or on the check and it will go towards that. But let's pray again. God, we thank you again, Lord, for um, this opportunity, God, just to be here and to be able to give in this offering. Lord, we pray that you will bless it, God, that you will um, meet with the needs, God, and uh, let these finances go to help towards them, God, help towards your work, Lord, and uh, just sharing your love with others, God, and winning souls for you. We just pray that you will bless it and be with uh, the leaders and those that uh that see over it, God, and uh, work through them in your name. Amen.
faith and join those that have already come up. No one has to lay hands on you or anything like that, but sometimes we need to take that step of faith and say, God, I believe. I believe that you're my portion. I believe that you are all I need. So if you need a touch from the Lord this morning, any kind of healing touch, would you step out and receive that from him this morning? Because he does hold our every moment, and we can trust in him. You hold my
Praise the Lord. God is good. And all the time. Now, we thank the Lord for this. Don't you agree that we thank the Lord for this divine interruption? He is in charge. Actually, we interrupt Him sometimes, but thank the Lord for His Spirit, which is in control. And I thank the Lord for that. For just a few moments this morning, I want to share with you a word that I actually referred to in our opening worship team song of Jesus, hold my hand, and the line, Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. I thank the Lord that there is lots of thoughts that go with that word, Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. There is another way to say, perhaps there's more than one, but there is another way that I share with you that the word blessed can be used. And that is the blessed. And that, of course, is those that have already been there, experiencing it, knowing about it, and know that there is a blessed state. This blessed state, I would tell you that it is not made or designed by any architect that ever existed here in this world. There have been some great architectural happenings in this world. I began to think of the pyramids. Uh, We have no idea how that came about, or at least it seems like most do not know how it came about, about the builders that have built all the things that have been built that are marvelous, not by developers who have came in with the power of money and all the ideas of architects and builders behind them as we know great things that have been built. But there is a blessed state that has not been experienced yet that is being built or and will be built be built and Paul wrote about it in First Corinthians chapter two verse nine. But as it is written I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. As we have experienced, many of you have, in a wonderful way, have experienced the Lord and the power of the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, as it has Witness itself here for healing, for comfort, for joy. It has done a wonderful event already here this morning. And as it continues to do so, let us know that I or anyone else will not be able to orchestrate it, but it will let it know 
let us know how it wants you and I to behave ourselves in the house of worship, in the house of the Lord. Now, do we have to, in regards to this blessed state that I am talking about, which is in the Lord, by the way, I'm not talking about anything that uh, I'm going to go out and design or anyone else is going to design, because as Paul has described it already, these eyes have not seen it, the ears have not heard, the mind has not experienced the things that the great builder, developer, architect has in the design place for us. We don't even know that place, of course. And Peter talked about that place. And he didn't know either, but this is what he said in First Peter chapter 1, verse 4. He said, we will be going to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled. You talk about rust proof and sanitary proof. This is something that is just blows your mind. And it is not fadeth away reserved in heaven for you. Thanks the Lord for that. I, I, I just get, I'm just at wit's end, which isn't very far. Uh, I realize that. But I'm just flabbergasted. A lot of flabber about me, so I can say it that way, I suppose. There, there is just something that our Lord God in heaven has got designed for His people that love Him, that want to seek Him and live for Him here in this world. And He's even put a guarantee, warranty, He's put a uh, item of bonding on it that says it's there for you. It's rust-proof. It'll never fade away. And it'll never get messed up in the computers because it's done by God Almighty through His Son and Jesus Christ and it's reserved in heaven for you. Of course, as we go along, as we journey, I love what was wrote to the Corinthian church, the first division, chapter 13, verse 12. This explains it all. For now we see thee through a glass darkly. Well, let me back up. That doesn't explain it too well, does it? But it tells us where we're at on our journey and things about our journey. Now let me repeat. Now we see through a glass darkly. Okay, that's the way it is now. We don't quite understand it. We we don't know all the ins and outs of it, but there is something that we need to understand from the Word that we will understand, that there will be a moment in time, even though it's like through a dark glass now, that we'll come face to face. And we, even though we know in part, but then shall we know as we are also Am known. There is a time that is going to come that the veil that we experience, not talking about the veil of the Jews and, and the message of Christ, but 
the veil that we experience here in this world, that the things that we don't understand through that glass that is dark, through that period of time that there are hurts and there's there's failings and there is disease and there's death and there are tears, but there is going to come a time that we will know and Jesus will say to us, we will be known as he is known, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Step over from here to step over to there. Thank the Lord. But in this journey, there are three things that I want to share with you that we must have for the trip. We must have trust in the Lord. We must have hope in the Lord. We must have the love of the Lord from our hearts. Now, I'm going to go back to the same scripture that I have just read from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm going to read it from uh, the Message Bible, and I want you to hear the way that A.J. Peterson described, Eugene Peterson described it from the Message Bible. He said, we don't see yet things clearly. We're squinting in a fog. Can you capture that feeling for just a few moments? We're squinting in the fog. I don't squint in the fog. I, I just go like this here and turn the light up brighter, which probably makes it worse. But I squint when the light is so bright. And, uh, you know, just to see, I understand squinting. You do too. You have your, everybody's their own squinter. You squint the way you want to, I'll squint the way I want to. Now, as if we're in a fog, we're we're squinting. We're peering through a mist. But it won't be long. Oh, thanks the Lord for this. It won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. And we'll see it all then. See it as clearly as God sees us. Knowing Him directly just as He knows us. But for right now, for right now, until that completeness occurs, we have three things that we need to do to lean forward and to go forward and trust steadily in God, to hope unservingly, and to love in Him extravagantly. And the best of these things is love. Have faith, hope, and charity, and the greatest of these, King James Version, is love. There are three things that we draw from this, that we need to be ready, that we need to be looking, and that we need to be listening. The Bible teaches us a beautiful scripture found in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 44. Therefore be you also ready, for in such an hour... As you think not, the Son of Man cometh. Folks, it is wonderful to be living in the blessed state of knowing that the Lord has got things for you that even though you can, you can imagine all you want to. I, 
I remember one preacher said, it's your imagination. Make it any size you want to, any color you want to. It's your imagination. However, whatever you do, don't worry about it. It's not going to be right anyway. Because I have not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. The things that, oh, you know, think about it. Uh, I, I used to say, or I heard a little boy say many, many years ago, he said, think about it. A great big hamburger like this with everything you want on it, two of them for 25 cents. And usually people will say, where can I get that? He said, I didn't say you could get it. I said, just say, think about it, okay? <laughs> well, as we think about it, there is not anything that can, in our imagination and our reasoning that we can put together that will compare to what the Lord has for us. The day will come that there will be no tears. That's Bible. The day will come in which we will be as He is and be known by Him. The day will come that we will not have to worry about the temporal the things of this world, and it'll be another world, it'll be another time, that blessed state of God's people as they trust, as they hope, and as they love, as walk through this world. In my closing text of Scripture today, I want to give you an illustration of people that were Christians, that they were servants of the Lord. You're going to know, recognize these verses as I share them today. You're going to understand perhaps how half of them could be the way they were and appreciate and want to be like the other half. The Bible teaches us a beautiful illustration. It is an illustration. Jesus taught it. In the 25th chapter of Matthew's Gospel, verses 1 through 13, that the kingdom of heaven will be likened unto ten virgins. Hey, by the way, they were, again, once again, they were all Christians, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. They went to church together, apparently. They, they had the same pastor. They, they uh, had the same offering plate that came around. They were all, all similar in the efforts that they were making. But five of them were wise. And five were foolish. We're talking about going to a blessed state. We're talking about being ready to be raptured away from this world when the time of the Lord says it is time. Five of them were wise. Five were foolish. And they that were foolish took their lamps, but they did not have any oil with them. The wise took oil in their vessels and with their lamps. They were looking for the Lord. They were trusting. They were believing in Him. 
And while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. There came a time at the end of the day, it was time to go to bed. But at midnight, there was a cry made. The Lord had made his appearance. The midnight cry, as we've often heard the phrase. But the bridegroom came, and the sound of go you out to meet him, it was heard throughout the universe that the virgins lived in. Those virgins rose, all of them. They trimmed their lamps, but there was five that had a problem. And in the eighth verse, the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. The wise answered, saying, Not so, there is not enough for us and you, but you go and see them that sell and buy for yourself. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom did come. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the others, saying, Lord, open unto us. But he said, I can't do it. I don't know you. And as Jesus stressed this point, for those that were not ready, they may have been in church today. They may have paid their tithes. They may have done this and done that. But they weren't ready in their heart, in their lives. And so he answered and said, I say unto you, I know you not. And of course, the conclusion that Jesus drew from this parable to you and I and to all the world that was and is to come. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. My closing typed or written words to this sermon concluded with this thought. Our lives should be lived as if Christ would come today. That blessed estate that we're talking about. I wish somehow or another I had the knowledge, I had the words to put together to tell you what a place that it would be like. But I will tell you that Jesus has said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. There's more, much more to John chapter 14, verses beginning with verse 1 through 3. However, I would tell you that blessed estate, that blessed state that the Lord is preparing 
He's there today. If we leave this world, are we going to be as the virgins with our lamps trimmed? Or will we have went through the motions and not ready to be a part of that resurrected group that will go when Jesus comes again? Today we have experienced, thank the Lord for those that have followed the Lord here this morning and worshiped and have received. Working on your lamps, making sure there's fuel there. Now, that's a beautiful thought. Let us make sure that we do not leave this place today without the oil for our lamps. I've witnessed the young and the old together as we have worshipped and received from the Lord. I've worshipped the worship team leader and the singers today as they have worshipped and received from the Lord. I've seen the Spirit of God move upon the congregation to do various things. People praying, people comforting each other. They thank the Lord for them. But folks, one day the bridegroom is going to yell out, I'm here. It's time. We're leaving this world. Let me tell you all, as good as you may be in a panic rush situation, forget it. It won't work then. You need to be ready then. And by being ready then means to be ready now. To be, can you say amen to that? Ready now. I want to be ready now. Oh, thank the Lord. Would you bow your heads with me? And I know this is a different way for us to do it occasionally. But we all want to be ready. We all want to be ready. Amen. We all want to be ready. Lord, help us. Brother Nagel, I feel led of the Lord to call on you to pray that we can be ready. We just, uh, if you feel like standing or where you're at, we'll be fine also. Pray that every man, woman, boy, and girl in this building will be ready when the Lord comes. Hallelujah. Thank you. 
Thank <laughs> you.